Before we start, I want to tell you a story that is just such an unbelievable story that even unrelated to Parsha told us, it deserves mention right here. The story was verified and told over by Rabbi Chaim Zaid, a Rav in Bnei Brak. Listen to this amazing story. About six months ago, a fellow named Yehuda from Bnei Brak was traveling down Kvish Echad, Route 1, one of the major arteries, one of the major highways in Israel, when he sees at the side of the road a car with its flashers on, and there's a couple of parents, a child, and a dog. So he immediately sees people in distress, he stops, he pulls over, and they say to him, you know, we were stuck here for about a half an hour, you're the first person who stopped, he says, I'm so sorry, what can I do, what's going on? They said, we just, we ran out of gas, our gas gauge must be broken. He says, don't worry about it, I will go up to the next gas station, I'll get a can, I'll fill it with gas, and I'll bring it back here as soon as I can. Let me just get your phone number in case anything goes wrong. They exchange phone numbers. Okay. Sure enough, he goes to the very next exit. He buys a, a plastic jerry can, you know, like one of those uh, gas cans. He fills it with gas. He comes zooming around to the next exit and pulls back around. It's like, you know, when you get, when you, he comes around and he t- calls him right away and says, Don't worry, I got it. I'm on my way. And sure enough, he comes back. And he fills their tank with a couple you know, of liters of gas, enough to get them at least to the next gas station or further. And he says, okay. So the guy says, How much does it cost? He says, How much does it cost? doesn't cost anything. He says, what do you mean? Gas is not for free. Not even in the land of Israel, the land of milk, milk and honey. It's a land flowing with milk and honey, but not gas. Gas is very expensive in Israel. It's like $2 a liter, so think about that. It's like $8 a gallon. He says, how much is that? Let me pay you for it. He says, ah, I would never sell it. This is a mitzvah. I did a mitzvah, and I would never sell it for a penny. So the guy, the father, is a little bit choked up. And he says, come here, I want to show you something. And he takes him to the back of the car, and on the back of the car is a bumper sticker. There used to be a slogan I remember this slogan when I moved to Israel. I moved to Israel in 1990, and there was elections in maybe 90 or 91. I don't remember what year it was, but there was elections not long after I got there. And there was a party called Meretz, which was a very anti-religious uh, party. Like, their whole platform that they ran on was, we are the anti-religious pla- platform. It was called Meretz. And unfortunately, they actually ended up winning either 10 or 12 seats that election, which means that if they won 12 seats, that's 10% of the Knesset voted for a platform that was just basically, we're the anti-religious people. And they had a horrible, horrible, horrible phrase that they used to say in those days. It said, they used to say, Dros kol dos. Now, a dos is a pejorative term to refer to Orthodox Jews, kind of like the N-word, for Orthodox Jews. Uh, Dosiaze. Right? That's because the, the, <laughs> why it's a pejorative term. And we're not going to get into the exact etymology of the word. But suffice it to say that the word dos or dosi is a pejorative term. It's like the N word for describing religious Jews. The word dros means to like run over. And they used to chant this in the streets. It's, it's hard to believe, right? But it actually occurred. I saw it with my own eyes. They used to chant, dos, call dos. 
Dos called dos, which literally means like run over every Orthodox Jew. Now this guy, he said, I'm so embarrassed. He said, I have a bumper sticker on my car that says Dros Kol Dos. He says, to be honest with you, in my entire life, I never met a Haredi before in my life. You're the very first Haredi that I met. And you come out of nowhere. You're the first person to stop from me. I'm on the side of the road for half an hour. You pull over. You bring me. You go. You spend. You obviously, it was in the morning. You're on the way to work or whatever it is. You took all this time. You went to the gas station. You got it. And you won't even take money for it. I had never imagined that religious Jews are this kind. And I'm ashamed. And I want you to see I'm ripping that uh, bumper sticker off of my car right now. So the guy says, okay, don't worry about it. You know, we're used to it. You know what I'm saying? We're. Unfortunately, we're used to being denigrated for being Orthodox. He says, where are you from? He says, Kibbutz Be'eri. Kibbutz Be'eri is right near the Gaza border, and it's an incredibly secular kibbutz. Very, very secular. So he says, where are you from? He says, I'm Kibbutz Be'eri. He says, Kibbutz Be'eri, I've never heard of it. Where is it from? He says, it's in the south, near Gaza. Okay. He says, anyway, so nice to meet you. Have a good trip, and I hope you never get stuck again. Okay. The next day, this gentleman from Kibbutz Beiri gets a phone call. Hello? Hey! Shalom uvracha, ze Yehuda! This is, uh, greetings and blessings, this is Yehuda. Ah, like Yehuda from yesterday who helped me with the gas? He says, yeah, 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 I just wanted to check in and see how you did. You get home okay? You get home safe? I just want to make sure everything is good. He says, oh, you're so kind. Yeah, thank God. I, I went to the next gas station, I filled up, we got home, everything's safe, and we're all good. Thank you so much. Okay, just wanted to check in. Have a good day. That Friday, this gentleman from Kibbutz Beiri's phone rings. Hello? Hello? Shalom Yehudas. Blessings and greetings. This is Yehuda. Yehuda from the car. He says, yeah, Yehuda from the car. He says, wow, Mani Shmai, so nice to hear from you. What can I help you with? He says, listen, I thought... Maybe I'd like to tell you over a beautiful little story from this week's Torah portion. I remember you had such a cute little boy. Maybe you'll tell the story over tonight to your son about this week's Torah portion. He says, I'm embarrassed. I don't know what Torah portion it is. By the way, it's so funny. If you go to Israel, often when the, the security guards are trying to like ch- check you out and see if you're legit or not, they'll say to you, like, what is this week's Torah portion? And the funniest thing is, like, <laughs> unfortunately, there are a lot of Jews who have no idea what this week's Torah portion is. He says, don't you worry, here, it's this this week's Torah portion. And he tells them over a little idea with a nice story. He says, you can just tell it over to your son today over dinner. He says, no problem. Thank you so much. The next week, Friday, <laughs> phone rings. Hello? Shalom Greetings and blessings. Peace and blessings. It's Yehuda. Hi, Yehuda. Manishmat. Now, it comes every single week. Every single week, Yehuda a Haredi from B'nai Brak calls up a dude from Kibbutz Beiri who in his entire life had never yet seen a Haredi, never spoken to a Haredi, and now he's calling him up every week, he's checking in, how's life, how's business, how's the kids, how's your wife. Let me tell you over a little idea on this week's Torah portion. Months go by, and it's become a nice tradition. One day, he calls him up on a Friday. Hello? Shalom, Okay, fine. So finally, the guy from Kibbutz Beiri says, do you mind if I ask you a question? Like, I don't mean to be offensive. He says, no, sure, ask away. He says, aren't you guys so bored on the Sabbath? He says, what do you mean? He says, 
look, I, you know, I don't know a lot about Judaism and all that. I grew up in a very secular kibbutz. He says, but I know that you guys on Sabbath, you don't use any electricity, you don't watch TV. Mind you, the guy, the Haredi guy in B'nai Brak is not watching TV on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday either. <laughs> but he says to him, he says, you must be so bored on Shabbos. Like, what are you doing the whole day? You can't do anything. So the guy says back to him, he says, bored? He says, absolutely not. That's the best day of the whole week. It's so busy. There's so much going on. He says, you know what? Let me invite you to come. And you'll come and see how busy it is. So he says, I, I don't know about that. It's a big commitment to come for us. Uh, you know, in B'nai Brak, we're from B'nai Brak. He says, you know, I don't think, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think the people in B'nai Brak like people like me. He says, no, 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 no. Trust me. You'll come. We'll get you a beautiful apartment so you can stay with your family. You'll have privacy and you'll come. Everybody in the synagogue will be happy to see you. Trust me. We would love to have you. We'd love to have you. He says, okay, let me check on my wife. He gets back to him a few days later. He says, my wife says, Besimcha, we would love to come. So then this man, Yehuda, he calls up his rabbi. And he says, Rabbi, I got a little bit of a problem over here. <laughs> he said, this guy wants to come, for, uh, to come, but like, we have Rosh Hashanah, and then it's Shabbos right before Yom Kippur, and then it's Sukkot. It's we have to sleep in the Sukkah, and people are going to be, you know, it's, it's not... He says, what should I do? So the rabbi says to him, you know what? Why don't you invite him for Simchas Torah? He says, Rabbi, I don't, I don't think I could do that. He says, why not? He says, my father is a little bit older. He lives, my father lives in Stayrote. And each week, different children go take turns. Every week, it's different children's turn to go spend Shabbos with my father. It happens to be that that week, Simchas Torah, is my turn. I'm not going to be spending Shabbos at home. I'll be spending Shabbos, uh, Shabbos Simchas Torah, in Stayrote. So the rabbi, Rabbi Chaim Zaid, he thinks for a moment, he says, you know what? He says, why don't you invite your father to come to Bnei Brak and invite this family to come to Bnei Brak? I think it would be so beautiful for this family to see how you show honor and respect to your parents. He says, hold on, I've got to figure this out because this guy has a dog. My gra- <laughs> they, they make some phone calls. They work it all out. That Shabbos Simchas Torah, which was this Shabbos Simchas Torah, the man's father, Yehuda's father, who lived right across from the police station in Steyrot, was with him in Bnei Brak. This gentleman from Kibbutz Be'eri was there with his wife and his child. I don't know if the dog came in the end or not, but I know this, that all of their lives were saved. Because Steyrot was first target and he lived right across the street from the police station, which was utterly overrun by Hamas. And Kibbutz Beiri has seen such... Sl- Kibbutz Beiri and, K- and, and Kibbutz Kfaraza were from the worst of the worst. And all these people are alive now. Which reminds us of the following phrase from the sages. Mitzvah, goreres, mitzvah. One mitzvah drags another mitzvah, drags another mitzvah, and just brings salvation to the world. So it starts off as a little favor, I'll help you out with the... With the uh, gas, you're stranded on the side of the road, ends up saving the lives, not just of this family from Kibbutz Beiri, but from the father of Yehuda too. His father's life was saved because of his son's mitzvahs. What a beautiful story.